0: Mitten, the ACT Councillor. I'm located in Bendigo in central Victoria. I'm mindful of and would like to acknowledge that I'm recording this podcast episode on Jar, Jar Country, home of the Jarrah people, the traditional owners of this land. I'm incredibly grateful that I get to live and work and create on this land and at the same time have such deep, deep sorrow for the personal, spiritual and cultural costs of our First Nations people. I pay my respects to the Elders, past, present and emerging. This is Angela Mitton, the ACT counsellor. I offer counselling and clinical supervision services right across Australia, as I support women in the online space. More and more, we're becoming accustomed to engaging with services and courses online. I often support women who are busy juggling competing demands for their time, so online services can be a really convenient option, saving on travel time and costs. It can also provide a sense of security, knowing that you're not likely to bump into your counsellor in the local supermarket. Online counselling means that we can connect with a therapist that is the right fit for us. Someone that gets it, and gets us. My particular specialty is supporting women with complex PTSD and relational trauma. This is trauma that has arisen through relationship with another person, rather than trauma that has arisen from a natural disaster or accident. Acceptance and commitment therapy is an evidence-based approach to working with trauma and is a beautiful fit with polyvagal theory and compassion-focused therapy. And sometimes parts work. While many of the people that I support are busy and overwhelmed, one of the common themes that arises is difficulty with saying no. While I was reading in preparation for this episode, I found many, many articles about this challenge. It seems that many people feel stuck with saying yes when they would prefer to say no. In this episode, I'll have a look at what might be going on here and how we can strengthen our ability to say no. By the end of this episode, you'll have 10 strategies to support you in developing better boundaries by being able to say no. Do you often say yes when you really want to say no? I used to do this all the time. I was so agreeable. I don't think I knew how to say no. Someone would ask me to do something and I would immediately just say yes. And then I'd realize afterwards that. I really should have said no. I would then build resentment towards the person for asking me to do something and then on the other hand realise that they actually have every right to ask and I also have every right to say no. But why was it so hard? Then I'd chastise myself for saying yes, tell myself that I needed to get better at saying no and the next time I was asked to do something... I'd say yes again. Is it like this for you too? It seems to me that learning to set boundaries is a really important skill and one that we need to firstly develop an awareness of and secondly, practice. If you do say no, do you then feel guilty about it? The thing that I became aware of is if I did manage to say no, I would begin to feel guilty. I would enter into lengthy explanations about why I was saying no or go into extended periods of second-guessing myself, wondering if the person would think badly of me. Any wonder I was feeling overwhelmed all the time. Why does it feel so difficult to say no? If we think back to our early learning, we can get some clues as to how it might have become difficult to say no. You see, sometimes saying no got us into big trouble when we were kids. Sometimes saying no might have felt very unsafe. Saying no might have meant withdrawal of care, affection or kindness in subtle or overt ways. Saying no might have resulted in being shamed. Consider the way that saying no might have resulted in judgment, maybe being called a troublemaker, naughty or argumentative. Saying no might have resulted in anger or rage from our caregivers or other family members. So we have two things at play here, our attachment system and our nervous system. As young children, we have physical, social and emotional needs that we are seeking to be met by our primary caregivers. We need food, shelter and warmth. We seek attachment, connection, belonging and acceptance. We learn how to behave to get these attachment needs met. Over time, we subconsciously might have learned that to be agreeable was the best way to stay safe. To be agreeable was the best way to continue to get these important needs met by others, particularly our caregivers. Our nervous system is continuously scanning our environment for cues of safety and cues of danger. We might have learnt to say yes as a means of survival. Sometimes saying yes when we would prefer to say no is a trauma response. This is called the please and appease response. If you feel that your difficulty saying no is a deep-seated pattern that has arisen from adverse childhood experiences or trauma, I'd strongly recommend working with a therapist to support you in making changes. What if you are able to learn effective ways to say no? Brene Brown says we need to choose discomfort over resentment. And learning to say no might indeed involve some discomfort. ACT supports us in allowing the discomfort to be present. We open up and make room for the discomfort. We notice it and name it and then connect with our values and take action. If you've made a decision that you need to say no more often, here's some ideas that may support you in your decision. Give yourself permission to be a learner. You are practising. You'll sometimes slip up and that's okay. Give yourself some kindness and permission to be a beginner. Start practising saying no to small things. This will build your confidence. Changing patterns takes time. Recognise that you are changing some patterns that developed in order to keep you safe. Your inner child may be scared to say no. Bring in some kindness and self-compassion here. Slow things down. Create some space to give yourself time to think. Some phrases might be helpful here. Can I get back to you? I need some time to think about this. This will give you time to check out if your desire to say yes is a trauma response or a genuine yes. Ask questions. If someone is asking something of you, you have the right to get more information. You do not have to give an answer if you don't have all the information. How much time, resources and energy will this request cost you? Ask yourself this question. If you say yes to this request, what are you saying no to? You need to consider safety first. I suggest starting with very small things. Be ready to notice what happens when you start practising your no. Is there any reactivity from the other person? Do they respect your no? Or is there a kickback? Do they challenge your no? Do they respond with understanding and acceptance? Or do they revert to name-calling or shaming? If this is the case, it might indicate that there's much more that needs changing. And if this is the case, I'd advise to get some professional support. You need to stay connected to the here and now. You can use a grounding technique to stay connected to the present moment. Challenging old patterns that kept us safe in the past can be scary for what we might call our inner child. Staying present and grounded in the here and now, in our adult self, is important. Learn to notice when our inner child is scared and, again, bring in some self-compassion and kindness. Connecting with your values can really bring some clarity around setting boundaries and saying no. In episode 11 of the ACT counsellor, I spoke about how being crystal clear in our values can support us in our choices. Consider which of your values you need to most connect with, at this time to support you in deciding to say either yes or no. And notice what your mind is doing. Observe what your mind does after you have said no. Does it begin ruminating or worrying? Notice what feelings arise. Observe the feelings that come up after you have said no. Does guilt show up? Does fear show up? What is the fear about? Observing the feeling and allowing it to be there without getting swept away or believing that you have to act on it. Just noticing and naming is an important strategy here. Notice how other people behave when you say no. Learning to set boundaries by saying no can feel really difficult at first. When we begin changing, sometimes people around us can be surprised. They can be reactive. This is all information. Stay with your observing self and notice what feelings arise. Do you get thoughts about backpedaling on your decision to say no? Beginning on a journey of personal growth and transformation is a commitment to oneself and the care of oneself. Learning to say no can indeed be an important component of self-care. However, deciding to make changes in how we set limits with other people can be challenging. It can be helpful to have some support as you build your confidence in setting boundaries and learning to say no. If you'd like support in working through some of the issues raised in this episode, You can connect with me, Angela Mitten, through my website at chrysaliscounseling.com.au. There are other ways also to connect with me. Check out the show notes to link with my website and free resources, or you can subscribe to my podcast through your favourite podcast app. While I strongly support a self-help model, this podcast episode is for educational purposes and doesn't constitute a counselling or therapeutic relationship. Until next time, take care.